Hey everybody, what's happening? Happy late Thanksgiving. I know it's been a while. A lot of good things have happened. And also, in a way, the world is still trying to turn into shit at the same time. I hope you guys had a nice um, have had a nice break. Still got another couple days before we return back to work and to our lives a little fatter than usual. Uh, I'm at a point in my life where I don't know if the holiday eating is at all worth it. I actually ate less this year just to see if I'd miss out on the experience. And frankly, no, I didn't. I mean, I still had the traditional food, still did the traditional thing. And it was like, okay, had dessert, which I don't eat anymore because I think dessert is for children in most respects. And, you know, generally handled my own food issues the best I could, but I did have some good stuff to eat and that's fine. And it's nice being with people that don't suck. That's really what I want the holidays to be about for the rest of my life, whether that is one day, one year, or 30, 40, or 50 more years. God forbid, I have to say in some ways, because I don't know what things are going to look like. And at some point, I think it's going to be so bad, I'd rather be fucking dead. I don't want to be too negative, but oh my gosh, 70, 75, by the time I hit that milestone, I think I'm going to be good. What more can I do other than hobble around and shit myself? So um, not to start off too negative, but things are just looking a little bit weird. First of all, we haven't spoken since the awesome, fantastic, outstanding Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. I was on pins and needles. I was... I was anxious, like anxiety anxious, uh, for about 24 hours before it felt like we were going to finally get a verdict. And I, you know, if you listen to the last show, which was a week ago, um, I believe, and uh, I didn't know what was going to happen. I wasn't sure. And I didn't like the fact that they had deliberated for four days. Well, it turns out they were being very careful. I was hoping that was the case. They had five charges to deliberate on. And they came back, of course, as you know by now, not guilty on all of them. I, unfortunately, was in a public place in a somewhat liberal area. So it added to the nervousness because at this gym, the screens are all on news stations when this went down. So people are working out. Some people were blatantly, well, not blatantly, but they stopped to watch. I mean, this is a big deal. I was watching on my phone so that no one knew I was watching. I didn't want to have any public display or any kind of confrontation because I didn't know how I was going to react. But I can tell you that I was, you know, awkwardly excited inside to play in places I don't want to talk about when the first not guilty came down because I felt like I, 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 I know I was concerned about the foreperson, the lady that read the verdict, because she's the one that had asked for the jury instructions to take them home, which is highly unusual according to legal experts. But the moment I saw her, the moment I saw her, I knew she wasn't a Karen and I knew she wasn't a leftist. I knew it right away. I felt a little bit better by what I saw because this was a put together woman who cares about her appearance, who stood strong. And just didn't look like a leftist hipster throwback, which is what I was worried about. The moment she stood up, the way she looked, I mean, she she was ready to go and it wasn't for attention. This is how she is every day. She looked totally comfortable in her own skin. And my confidence meter jumped up a little bit. 
Plus, she was moving through it quick. She knew. I think she had empathy for what Kyle had gone through. I know she did. This looked like a mom. This looked like someone's sister, daughter, of course. I mean, this was a genuinely good person. We know it now. We know that she ensured that that jury came back with, albeit, a very difficult decision because of the fucking political climate and what's going to probably cost people money, and we'll talk about that, but a difficult decision nonetheless. That environment was created. They, they couldn't change it. The jurors couldn't get out of that, and they did the right thing. And in doing so, I think they saved many lives in the future, and they saved what little confidence most of us have in our own justice system, which is essentially imperfect. It always will be. But if you listen to liberals, if you listen to BLM, it's only for white people. And the sick, twisted irony of this entire thing is that nobody, no person of color was involved in this case whatsoever. And it was hijacked anyway by the usual suspects on the left, BLM, Rainbow Push. These are just pimp opportunists looking for 15 more minutes of fame to raise more money so that people like one of the founders can buy million-dollar homes in California. And so they hijacked this one. They made it about white supremacy. And I could stomach it a little bit if it stopped there. But whatever disgust I had for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris actually was amplified and increased after this case. And Joe Biden made statements about Kyle Rittenhouse, derogatory statements, defaming his character, when Joe Biden was not president of the United States. When Joe Biden wasn't vice president of the United States, he was not protected by any kind of executive privilege when he inferred very clearly that Kyle was guilty and a white supremacist and that he wanted him to be convicted when he talked about justice. And it's not enough for these idiots to realize they screwed up when a massive acquittal comes down. This wasn't a hung jury. This wasn't an acquittal on some charges, right? There are 12 jurors. There were five charges. That means there's 60 votes. 60 votes all came on the side of Kyle Rittenhouse. No one was undecided. No one was unsure. They clearly believed the prosecution failed to prove any of those charges beyond a reasonable doubt. And yet you still see elected officials talking about an illegal gun and carrying it across state lines. There is no such law or violation. And that was the sixth charge that was thrown out. And I clung to that. When as nervous and as scared as I got, I clung to the fact that that judge tossed that charge right before the jury went into deliberation. That's massive. So Kyle's free. Kyle did a great interview on Tucker Carlson uh, last Monday night. And he will try to live some semblance of a normal life, which he will never be able to live. I hope, you know, he looks so young. He still has physical maturing to do that. I hope he, when he gets out of this, that baby face, young kid phase and really becomes physically a man that he looks as different as so many of our kids and relatives do when they go through that phase. That's one thing Kyle has going for him. You know, other than what is he going to get a face tattoo? Because right now, 
He's one of the most recognizable white people and most demonized white people, white males on the planet. Will he win some money? I think so. Some legal experts say don't get too excited for some kind of windfall, like Nick Sandman did when he was harassed, besmirched, and defamed by media outlets after he was confronted by a mob in Washington, D.C. because he had a Make America Great hat on again. And, of course, Sandman and many legal experts, they all think Rittenhouse should sue. But the press hasn't stopped. Even with that verdict, they still refer to him as a white supremacist on MSNBC. You still have Joe Biden coming out with an official statement. And I remember companies doing this when Trump won in 2016. Letters about, well, you know, how don't be afraid. Just stop. Stop projecting that you're upset. Stop acting like you care about us and acting like you're making a statement because you want us to feel better. You're doing it to channel your own internal temper tantrum and, quote, express yourself, which has been a thing with you people for as long as I can remember. So Biden comes out with a statement, even though he first said that the jury, he basically said the jury made its decision and that's it. And they come out, you know, talking about being concerned and war. I mean, stop. I mean, are you president or not? You sick old fart. Like think your words, your letters, things you do come with a lot of weight. Totally unnecessary. And it becomes this big critique, negative critique of the justice system. And then a few days later, in Georgia, and I'm going to say rightfully so, but that's just my opinion, the jury came back and convicted the three guys involved in the Ahmad Arbery shooting. Ahmad Arbery's black. Ahmad Arbery was trespassing, was suspected of theft and other illegal activities, but the guys that chased him down basically kidnapped him, were in the wrong. I can see why a jury convicted on most of those charges. They made a tragic mistake. And they put themselves in a position where somebody was legally justified in trying to attack them. And that's what you have to decide. You're going to bring a gun into something. You need to know that you're in a situation that you can't avoid it, like Kyle Rittenhouse. Because it was legal for those guys in Georgia to carry their weapon, to bring it with them. But the moment they trapped somebody who had not committed a crime, that's the problem too, that they knew of. This wasn't an active criminal situation. There wasn't somebody fleeing the scene of a capital crime, a violent crime. This was a guy that somebody said, I think a deputy even said, hey, he's in the neighborhood. He looks like the suspect and there had been some video. That isn't enough. Not enough to chase somebody for five minutes and do the job of the police. That goes way beyond citizen's arrest and those protections. And whether I think so or not, or whether you think so or not, it doesn't fucking matter. Just like it doesn't matter with Kyle Rittenhouse, the jury made its decision. Morality aside, feelings aside, whose side people are cheering for, the legal system doesn't give a shit. Justice is supposed to be blind. And we've had a number of cases this year that reinforce that it is, but it's never good enough for the left, for our enemy. They want to control everything, just like communists control their own justice systems. 
You think juries in communist China come back with a verdict that they personally believe in? They come back with the verdict they're supposed to come back with. Just as in the Soviet Union, and I'm sure in places like Venezuela when it existed as it did. There's no impartial jury made up of your peers. And the Marxists, this is what they, they are, I mean, it's on their website, the Marxists of BLM and the many, many Marxists inside the Democratic Party want to control the justice system. That's why they trigger so much when guys like Donald Trump are able to confirm judges. Right? Judges that are referred to as constitutionalists. Because right there, that is racist to these people. The Constitution was written and signed by white people, some of whom owned slaves. Oh my God. There's no context. They don't talk about the difference in times. What those, I mean, it, they're, they're pulling statues of Thomas Jefferson out of a public building in New York. So we got to see, we got to see front and center how our justice system is supposed to work in two very high profile cases that amazingly came back with verdicts within days of each other. And they were extremely consistent, extremely consistent with what we refer to as self-defense. And it's interesting, I find, I don't want this to be habitual, but I find that when the left is upset, I'm, I'm happy. I find that I don't even have to know why they're upset. I'm just glad they are upset. That's probably not mature. But I'm probably not mature. I don't know. But I like to know why, and I want to be sure that I'm happy because I know why they're upset. But let's be real. When they're upset, we enjoy it at first before we ask any further questions. And so the left is extremely upset about the precedent that the Rittenhouse verdict sets. Well, what do they say? They say they are worried protesters, they use that term, will be afraid to demonstrate and take to the streets in fear of their own lives because of an army of Kyle Rittenhouses marching down the street in whiteness with AR-15s. Now, they say protesters. I'm sorry. That wasn't a protest in Kenosha. And if these people are afraid that they can't have more Kenoshas because we might have more Kyles, well, fucking A, baby, then I'm definitely happy you're upset because I'm happy with how things turned out. We're not talking about people with rifles, threatening people who are marching peacefully and demonstrating within the rights that protect them. No, ma'am, no, sir. We're talking about violent thugs who are running amok in blue cities. You've seen the stories. You've seen the organized raids of the Louis Vuittons, the Macy's, the Apple stores, San Francisco, Walnut Creek. What a coincidence. These guys do this with impunity. All right? And let's not ignore what I won't say explicitly, but I will say implicitly, let's not ignore what these groups look like. Statistics don't lie. Because we know it's going to be ignored by the media unless it was 180 degrees different. And that's as far as I'm going to go down that road. But I'm sorry. It's pretty obvious. And there is when there's no discipline at home, when there's no structure at home, and you're raised by the government, 
and you don't care about law and order or anything about your community, this is what you get. Policing and putting people in jail is the only way to stop this level of criminality. Fortunately, Kyle Rittenhouse, the verdict, is a step in the right direction to help us stop this nonsense. Because at some point, these stores, these communities, have to take care of themselves, have to take means to defend themselves. This idea of um, plainclothes dress security in San Francisco isn't working. They, they, a lot of these stores have guys that you know, go in and try to you know, point out and detain individual shoplifters. They can't stop this. These animals coming in and smashing up jewelry stores and ruining businesses owned by families, this is a joke, a sick, twisted joke. And the prosecutor in San Francisco is not unlike prosecutors all over these blue cities all over the country. This guy, his parents are convicted terrorists. They're from Weather Underground. That's Bill Ayer's organization. The same Bill Ayer's where Barack Obama launched his political career with. From Bill Ayer's home, Weather Underground. The district attorney, the prosecutor in San Francisco, is the son of two people who committed terrorist bombings. I kid you not. And this guy's name is Chesa Boudin. This, he's, he's a nutcase. And he's a big fan of this bail reform nonsense that has led, to, led us to Waukesha. I don't know what to say about that. But we'll close out San Francisco. We'll close out the precedent of what Kyle Rittenhouse's verdict has set. And I will tell you, I'm extremely happy with that. But as I've inferred, as we have seen, the Rittenhouse verdict has caused ripple effects, positive and, of course, negative. And we saw a reaction to it in what is a terrorist attack by a known thug with multiple convictions, including sex crimes, out on the streets on what is being told to be a $1,000 bail. This guy it has seven strikes all over, the, more than that. And remember, guys like this, his, his rap sheet is just what we know of. It's just what he's been caught and convicted of doing. That's the only thing on his record. This guy, in general, is a piece of shit. Okay? Just in general. And worse than that. I'm talking about before what he did. And a few days after the verdict, he drives through this idyllic Christmas scene, Christmas Christians, and targets people and murders them and injures them in droves, including children, an older woman as part of the dancing grandmas. This sick piece of shit does this with near impunity amongst the press. You had the old SUV criminal thing come back from the old Rush Limbaugh days when he used to joke about the SUVs being the crime, being to blame, because they were the enemy of the press back in the old environmental days in the early 90s when SUVs were new. Big, large vehicles that were super popular, they horrified the press because they were large and scary and they used a lot of gas. Well, now it's back. SUV drive, like it's self-freaking driving. 
I mean, of course we know why. Had the perpetrator been white, this would have been terrorism, domestic terrorism, the worst thing since Charlottesville, you name it. Because a psycho ran over a girl during a Charlottesville protest, and that was domestic terrorism a few years ago. This guy plays plays fucking Pac-Man with people's lives in a massive vehicle. And the press pushes hard for almost two days that it was an accident, that he was simply fleeing a scene. And thank God the Waukesha police have some balls. And the chief came out and said, that is utter nonsense. This whole knife fight. I mean, CNN, MSNBC, and dozens of local stations circled the wagons around this piece of trash because he's black because they are married in a cult-like way to a narrative and that is that white males are the most dangerous thing more dangerous than cancer you are not allowed to believe anything different that that is such an infectiously wrong concept that it is it, it is but it's effective it is penetrated the military the chief, the chief of the, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff said a few months ago that he's most worried about white rage. I mean, leftists from Massachusetts. These people have taken over the government, they've taken over the press, and they're trying to take over us. And COVID has given him, God, what a great environment. It's not people, even Deborah Messing, good old Deborah Messing, the actress, super liberal. I mean, tweets brainless. Lack of oxygen thoughts all the time. She came out in a rage on Twitter, even said, This is insane. Like, this is a, an attack on people's lives. What wonder what, what the motive is. What a bunch of bullshit. What do you mean, what the motive is? And guys on Louder with Crowder, Steve Crowder show, called this. Because what it's going to be is they're going to fall back on, Well, I guess we'll never quite know why. Really, we'll never know why. That African nationalist BLM piece of shit, Nazi, look at his tweets, look at his social media. We don't know why he drove through a crowd of Christians killing and injuring them. What do you mean we don't know why? Of course we know why. Look at the fucking guy. This is what's happening. And people are trying to tell us to not believe our own eyes. And here's the good news. It ain't working. It ain't working. Even after the Rittenhouse verdict, the left couldn't mobilize too much of a protest, of a shut it down, as they were saying they're going to do. They're losing. They're losing the motivation. Yeah, Portland blew up a little bit. That's all white people, right? You've got to go home to their parents. Their parents might think they still have a job. They couldn't get anybody to do shit after it. People were tired of it, right? Of course, they, they might have been worried Kyle might have rolled the fuck out of the courthouse and opened up on him if they started burning and looting. And you know what I say? Amen. At some point, we have to fire back. Kyle waited too fucking long. I ain't waiting until you grab my rifle or steal my livelihood. Rat-a-tat-tat. Let it be a warning. Who else wants to step inside? Get the fuck out of here. And now we're being told this guy, accident, stop. No accident. He's a terrorist. They should 
throw him into a goddamn wood chipper. What a horrifying thing to have happen to such a wonderful group of people because they were white. And why else? Because we have a poisonous, dangerous press corps. Because they're the ones who feed it. Because if you believe white nationalism is some infectious, deep-rooted problem, then even somebody who thinks they're moral can justify rolling through a crowd of a bunch of Christian white nationalists. That's on our press. That's on Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, all of these people and their nonsense, pitting innocent people against criminals as if we're equals. And I don't care what the guy looks like or what his race is and what mine is. He is not my equal. That person in that mugshot who did what he did and believes what he believes is beneath me and has been for a long time. He's beneath you. He is not your equal. And that is based on how he lives and who he is, not what he looks like. And I'm tired of us living in fear of making these factual statements because we are going to be called racist. That fear is bullshit and we have to stop. Is that guy a piece of shit? Yes. Why? Because he's black? No. Because he's a black nationalist and he's a terrorist. Because he's a murderer. Because he intentionally murdered people because of what they believe. That's terrorism. He has created fear and chaos. That's terrorism. I'm not going to bother asking him what his intent is because he's pro- intent is. He's probably a lying piece of shit. So don't hide from it. Even Deborah Messing's not. Slowly but surely, our world is red pilling. People that haven't admitted it yet have been red pilled for a while. Virginia was a great sign of that with Yunkin's victory. You look at polls about Rittenhouse, only the same usual suspects, the same usual type of person wants to see Kyle convicted or worse dead. And most of them have no idea that the gun charge was thrown out. Not a clue. So we are, we are, we are still fighting, but I think we are winning. But these are horrifying casualties to see in a war that none of us want. All we want is to believe what we believe, to have access to good information, so that if we need to make changes to our belief system, we can make them informed. We just want to be left alone. That's the difference between conservatives and liberals. The vast majority of us do not want others to live our lives or to force them to, or to, dare I say, mandate them to. Oh no, but the left does. It's not enough for a liberal to live their own life. Oh no, we have to live the same life and we have to pay for it. We we have to share what we earn because they say so. We have to wear a mask when they don't because they say so. We have to get a vaccine when they don't in Congress because they say so. We are completely 180 against what our country was founded to be right now. What choice do we have but to fight and start being honest with people and calling them out and not be afraid that good questions and stating the obvious is going to make us sound racist because it never has, it never will. They're only labeling you to quiet and silence you. It doesn't, you may not be white. Are you Asian? They hate you too. 
Are you black? Well, you're listening to this podcast. Guess what? They hate you too. You don't count the way they say you count if you don't agree with them. The NAACP will never endorse someone like Ben Carson. That is not the NAACP. It's the NAALCP for liberal colored people. They have created a matrix that favors them, that makes us doubt any decision or anything we think or, or want to say. Because we live in this matrix, this algorithm, that makes us afraid to even go down the path. Because if we do, we ask questions, we're going to fall into the trap. Is this person a racist? Yes. Anytime you go down the road and challenge these people, you are a racist, a bigot, a homophobe, one or two or all three at the end of the discussion. Because you're going to have more information. You're going to be more well-informed. Rittenhouse is a great example. If you listen to this podcast, you're paying attention. You give a shit about the facts. You saw the video. You followed the trial. So you feel very comfortable, if not excited, about the verdict. Nobody who's disagreed with you, I guarantee, has any of the information you have. Because they're liberals, they never do. Because raw information scares them. Raw information can make them uncomfortable. They are not comfortable being uncomfortable. They're not comfortable being challenged. That's why it's so easy being liberal. You can believe the same thing forever. All you got to do is make others pay more for it. And a new wet dream is happening, folks. Just when we thought, maybe, did you let the thought that COVID lifestyle might be going away? They've come up with a scary new name, and it is a real variant, a mutation, multiple mutations, called Omicron. That's popped up in Africa, which I find hilarious because of all the places for a new variant to come from, that's one where you're going to have a hard time blaming Donald Trump. And um, I remember when travel bans were racist. Well, starting Monday, the United States and many other countries have banned travel from South Africa and seven other nations from that continent and that area. Travel ban, boom, because of this variant. That scientists say is pretty scary. Some guys that I think are reputable think that vaccinated antibodies will have very little protection against this if it's the mutation variant they think it might be. But they also said natural immunity... <laughs> Natural immunity, based on certain elements outside of the protein spikes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do some more research on this. But two of these guys I've read, one I saw on Bannon's show, very reputable. I looked him up to make sure he wasn't some hack. He said if what they think is true about this variant, if it's as bad as it might be, they're not sure yet. But it has more mutations than any other known variant so far. Alpha, beta, delta, mu. This one's bad as far as mutations. It's it's not a good thing, right? And that's all these spike proteins. So this bad boy could be more contagious or more, um, I would you know, stronger, more dangerous, or both. And they're going to figure it out pretty quick. They're studying it. Two cases have popped up in the UK, Hong Kong. A number of scientists and doctors are saying it might already be here in the United States. And we're having, if you, if you, I mean, the CDC is going to report positive cases. They're back up. They're trending up. I think they're going to level off again. I think, you know, holidays might, but this is normal shit now. And I got the vaccine a while ago and I'm wondering like, what the fuck did I get it for now? 
I got really sick after the second one. Sucked. Did I want COVID? No. Did I believe it would protect me against it? Yes. Do I still? Yeah, the variants I know of. But this fucking Decepticon Omicron shit. What is that? Are you telling me anything we could have done would have stopped this bad boy from popping up in Africa? I mean, home of Ebola? There's a great audio book from the early 2000s called The Hot Zone. They made a movie out of it on, like, Discovery or something. It was really good, or series. It talks about the near Ebola crisis we had here. Not the one we dodged in, like, 2011 or 12 or something. But, no, the one in the early 2000s almost broke out of the world. It was a mutation. That's, like, the worst. There's, like, a... There's like a Nile one and like a Senegal one. There's all these variants and mutations. And there's a couple that are like 60, 70% mortality. Put your ass down, no matter how healthy you are. Now, luckily, Ebola is not as contagious as like COVID, but it pretty, you don't want to be around it. There's not much they can do when you get it. Just like with any virus, you just got to hope your immune system does its job, doesn't go crazy. And so I think, I think there's some legitimate concern when you see the world flip upside down over a new variant in Africa. Now, does this feel pretty tired? Is it like an eye roll now? Yeah. I mean, if this turns out to be a deadly variant that is resistant to the vaccines, well, then I'm done with it all. I mean, what, what the fuck are we wearing masks and getting more shots for? I would tell people, we well, don't get the vax now. This becomes the dominant variant. And what are they going to do? Biden's going to come out and just, I got to get three shots at once. Come on, man. This is, this is getting tired. I tell you, most of the states that are open right now, ain't going to lock back down because of some transformer variant coming over here from Africa. Hell no. We're not doing that again. It'll be funny because there's blue cities and red states. The governors will be shutting that down quick if these cities try to pull their own little, little power grab. Of course, the unelected governor of New York who got the role because Cuomo's a pervert and had to step down. This woman has already gone full red alert over a strain that hasn't even been detected in her state yet. She shut down elective cases in hospitals. She's gone full emergency situations, opening up rooms. I mean, dear God, just starting panic, you know, drop the stock market a thousand points, this twit. All because she is excited about being a fabulous woman governor of New York. Who only got the gig because a dude got fired. Bitch, they're not going to build a statue for you on that one. Okay? Win something on your own. Do a pull-up, do a few push-ups, show up, and win the election. Before you want any respect from me. Alright? Nobody cares about a lieutenant governor. Just like they don't care about a vice president. You want to be in the show, get there on your own. Not because you had a perv for a boss. And so here we are. The WHO's freaking out. It's like it's like early 2020 all over again. Now, they had some scare over the Mu variant. I mean, Delta was bad. It was there. I mean, you know, we got through it. Spiked things a bit. We know what this is going to be. If it's anything, it's going to be fuel for those who want more power or want to maintain the power they have enjoyed with all the COVID mandates and restrictions. That's what we're walking into with, I'm certain of it. 
regardless of what they specifically find of this Omicron variant, it's got them frothed up enough to where they can leverage it. So if you live in a blue state that is still in a mask mandate type of phase where you've got counties that differ, some are really strict, some aren't, but if you've got somebody like Gavin Newsom for governor, get ready. Because New York, that governor took the steps with the hospitals and the medical setup the way she did as just a first step towards locking everybody down. Europe's already talking about it, locking down again. This is before the Omni Dad cases were up. They're talking about going back to it. Now, what you don't see if you watch CNN and MSNBC are the mass freedom anti-mandate protests that are occurring all over Europe. I mean, there's a full-on blackout from everybody but Fox News in the United States. They don't want you knowing that thousands are gathering in the streets of cities where they're not allowed to gather at all, where masks are mandated. In Germany, you have to show a vaccine passport. Think about this. In Germany, formerly, not formerly Nazi Germany, I'll still say formerly, you have to show digital papers to travel. Now, I think it's okay if you're Jewish and vaccinated. But for how long? Because you couldn't ride the train as a Jew Now you can't ride the train if you don't have the shots. This is in Germany. I don't even want to use the word irony because it's sick. I've seen video of it. I've seen the compliance body language from people. They're on empty trains. I mean, what a a shambles of an economy they must be having. And so the German people aren't having it, just like the French aren't. And are the mandates, did they even work? Of course not. What, two weeks, three weeks to slow the spread turned into months for some over a year, depending on where you lived? Australia has just imploded into a communist state. They're dragging people away into quarantine camps in Australia. Just like they're dragging people away. I saw someone dragged away in cuffs at a school board meeting. Those battles are raging on, huh? How about that? Keep it up. I can love it. What's going on in Scottsdale is crazy. I know somebody involved, one of the parents. They kept books of people, like dossiers, intel on parents. And they got exposed. People are finding out they got files on them, like the Soviets used to have on people. And this is what Merrick and the DOJ is doing. So it's not just COVID. It's the whole culture. This is a cultural battle. They, they stole a cultural election and are full throttle knowing that they probably can't keep power beyond four years, if not even just the next one. They're trying to get it all done. Trying to use OSHA to get vaccine mandates. Courts have shot that down. I mean, our, our system of government is a firewall that's still holding, but I think barely. Right? We have three branches for a reason, right? To separate powers and for each branch to hold the other branches accountable. How long can that hold up? How long before they have a president, both houses of Congress, and the right ratio of judges so that it just essentially becomes a monarchy, a socialist communist monarchy? I mean, 2022 is a giant battle before the culture war that is really imminent, the nasty one. 2022, we have to win both houses of Congress back 
and we've got to take more and more state legislative seats back. Do the Republicans think it's going to happen? Yes, because they can follow the money. They're dumping campaign funds that they have plenty of into elections around the country that I would never think we had a chance for. And they don't throw money behind these candidates unless they believe they got a legitimate shot. Let's see how long that money lasts, because they'll do their internal polling, and we'll see regular polls. And as we get into the middle of next year, the left's going to get desperate. And I feel for the people that are running against them right now, because they're going to go into their backgrounds, just like they did Barstool Sports Guy Dave Fortnite, talk to everybody's ex-girlfriend, boyfriend, and look for so many Kavanaugh opportunities they can to ruin people, because they can't win fair. They never have been able to. Never on the issues. You're going to have an issues election for the rest of your life. You will not see an election be totally about issues. Because liberalism does not win on any issue. Not modern liberalism. It does not. It can't. Even an idea that sounds nice is not remotely cost effective. Nothing's free. So here we are. We've got more racial and cultural divide, a new variant that we know more than half, um, maybe close to half the country's probably excited about. Think about all the assholes you've had to dealt with, d- deal with at restaurants and other places that require customer service in the last couple months. I mean, it's not good. People are pissed. They, they liked getting a check from us every couple weeks for doing nothing and watching Netflix at home. Do you not think they want to go back to that? Because they do. They do. And the people they vote for know it. They know the expectation. They know that they will they will be reelected if they can put those people back into their studio apartments for another few months with a check from Joe Biden, which is a check from us. I mean, damn. I... <sighs> I, want, I should have done a show sooner after Rittenhouse, and I couldn't because of the holidays, because of a not major illness in the family, but something that just, it's just stuff, you know, believe me, I want to be here. But I knew that when I didn't, things were just going to turn to shit. It was inevitable. Because when the left is unhappy, their army of minions, I don't want to say his name, like the shitbird who drove that, that SUV in Waukesha, they know what they're going to do. They don't. The tweets that came from actual people. There's somebody who was in the, oh, the Illinois, or New Hampshire, one, some witch in one of the Democratic Party organizations tweeted basically like, huh, you know, you get what you get. I don't know if this was before or after the six-year-old died in intensive care fighting for his life. He didn't make it. This bitch has been forced to resign. Keep in mind, not because of what she believed. It's because she shared it. That's what scares the Democrats most right now, is that their beliefs become known. They're not ashamed when they are internally okay with a Waukesha. Because believe it or not, many of them are. Trump derangement syndrome combined with COVID has morphed them into zombie monsters. They have no soul. Don't look for it. And I'll close with this. I told you my holiday was pretty nice. My Christmas will be too. And, and regardless of what I eat, 
I know one thing. I won't have to sit across the table from a bunch of assholes. And I, I'm truly, you know, people joke about politics and things over the holidays. I don't joke about that anymore. I, I, I don't believe, I don't respect the opposing opinion anymore. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to be around people and know that they believe that nonsense. So there's nothing wrong with staying away. Don't do it to yourself. You don't get a lot of time off with your immediate family, the people that are actually in your lives every day that you care about. That you have to go and sit with some splittering, bone-in-the-nose white kid cousin of yours or nephew, right, who's three years into junior college and going to tell you how wrong you are, boomer, how tired your thinking is. You don't need it. It's not worth the food. Or the calories. And you rightfully so will probably say something that if one of your family members might regret. I hope you don't if you call that kid an asshole. Or you call your sheltered aunt living in Nantucket a dimwit and ask her why she believes what she believes. And, and when she sounds like an idiot and gets pissed, you're going to get blamed even though she's baiting you? Don't put yourself through it. Do something else. It's not worth it. It's going to end badly, and it's not your fault. You shouldn't have to take it. This whole, like, here are tips for how to do the holidays. You got people telling you to eat appetizers in the garage because a couple kids might not be vaccinated. You're telling me you're still showing up for that shindig? There's a news articles. People are reading tips on how to manage their holidays safely. When everybody's vaccinated, or when they are. There was one gal, some doctor on Twitter, she's a blue check verified idiot, wrote this whole like memorial that you'd think when you saw the picture of this empty chair, this beautiful setting was for a lost loved one, someone who's no longer with them of this earth. No, they have the empty chair, right? Like military dinners do for soldiers to represent the soldiers that can't be with us anymore. This bitch and her sick, twisted family has an empty chair in remembrance of the unvaccinated family member who's not invited. That's who these people are. They've lost their goddamn minds. They've lost their minds. I will, in, in closing, I will say this. This is me. I would take tremendous pride, bitch, in representing that empty chair in your house or anyone else's for eternity, for eternity, even when this is over, whenever the hell that is, my ass will not be in any seat in your shitty household for as long as I'm walking, bitch. And I hope you stand to your guns if you run into that situation. Because for somebody that doesn't want you for that reason, guess what? They just don't want you. They don't love you. And that is a harsh reality to come to when dealing with your own family. But did you want to live in a charade for the rest of your life, or are you better off knowing? Because like I said, the left is showing its ass, it's showing itself, and they will continue to do so. It is Saturday. I will probably not get on a Sunday show tomorrow, doing some travel, but I will be back next week, starting Monday. And um, really looking forward to continuing things. I've had some great growth on Instagram. 
uh, Twitter as well, but Instagram's really blowing up. I think I had like 60 new followers yesterday and the listenership is up. I really appreciate it, guys. Tell your friends. And again, have a great Thanksgiving. Take care of yourselves. Enjoy it as best you can. And we will talk to you soon.